Good morning, everyone. Welcome to ThoughtSpot 2023. My name is Whitney Lynch. I'm the Associate Director of Business Development for NCPA. Thank you so much for joining us for three ways to introduce clinical nutrition in your pharmacy. It is now my pleasure to hand it over to our speaker for today, Josh Rimini. He's the Chief Wellness Officer at Dilworth Drug and Wellness Center. Thank you, Whitney. Welcome. Hi. How's everyone? 8 a.m. on Vegas time. I don't know if talking about clinical nutrition in Vegas, getting the early spot when you first got here and had to get a little of that Sin City was the best and most valuable use of my time this morning, but I believe it is. I'm considering this more like if you're an F1 or a NASCAR fan, this is for the pole position. Good morning, everybody. How's our energy today? Are we excited? What's a one word open? You. I don't know. That's three words. How about you? One word. One word. Excited. Energized. Tired. Hung over. Um, how about you right here? You're smiling. Tired. How many people are tired this morning? We're adjusting to flight times. We took a lot of energy to get here. Cool. How about excited? Energized. Excited and energetic. Nobody is here like that. Everybody's tired. Well, do you guys want to do something to wake you up? We're here to talk about lifestyle and nutrition. Let's do that. We have plenty of time. We all have all the time we need. Okay, whenever we put their feet on the ground, you're going to learn stuff today. See, I told you. Put your cell phones down. I know those little addictive things are hard to put down times, but let's put them down. Coffee down. Everything out of your hands, okay? Because what we're going to do... We're going to do one round. We're not going to do three. We're just going to do one round. It's called a breath of fire. If you do not have more energy after this breath of fire, come to me and we will do a study on you because it doesn't happen that way. Okay. All right. So on everybody, what we're going to do is we're going to put our hands up like this. And if you're close to someone, that's okay. You could go a little bit in. You're going to breathe in through your nose only. And what you're going to do is you're going to go, you're going to breathe up like this. Okay. We're going to do it 30 times together. You can close your eyes. You can open your eyes. It doesn't matter. We're going to do it fast. It's going to be like this. Okay. It's going to feel weird, but you're all doing it. So nobody's weird. But I promise you, you will all be smiling and you will all have more energy. Okay. So are you ready to go on the count of three. You can follow me if you don't know what you're doing. Okay. All right. Count of three. One, two, three. Hey everybody, my name is Josh Remini. I am the pharmacist that de-prescribes drugs by giving people health and wellness tips, tricks, hacks to moving their health from maybe not so good to vibrant. Follow along if you're ready to go beyond the pills. All right, feel better? Yes. All right, now let's get going. Hi, I'm Josh. I love talking about this stuff. Before we get started, I do want to thank these AV guys that are in the back of the room. They make this stuff happen. They make this stuff look seamless. They're back there. Give them some love. And then Whitney and the NCPA crew. I have the easy job. I get to talk to you guys about what I love to do, but they make it happen. They find me. They get me. They pound me for my slides. They do everything on the back end to bring this amazing ThoughtSpot programming for you guys. So I wanted to just thank those two people back there because without all this stuff, we're not growing, we're not learning, okay? So I adjusted my slides for this ThoughtSpot 
because we're here at a conference, right? But we're also here at a trade show. So we're all gonna be on the trade show floor looking for stuff. So I was thinking, what's the craziest things you sell in the pharmacy these days? Because we're all looking to do something outside of dispensing, right? Because it's not working financially. I'll talk to you a little bit today about why it's not working health-wise. So think about that. What are the crazy things that you're gonna be looking at to go put in your pharmacy just to make a profit? Lottery. What's that? Lottery tickets. Sorry? Lottery tickets. Lottery tickets, yes. Anything that'll get them in the door these days, right? It doesn't matter. What about hot dogs? Can we sell hot dogs in a pharmacy? Well, we might make a buck or two. For those of you who still have a soda fountain, I'm not making fun of you. Hopefully you're selling nitrate-free organic hot dogs at this point. But Delta 8 gummies, they're in gas stations. They're just awful for you. They make you feel awful. Vaccines, yes, we test, we repeat. COVID vaccines kept us alive for a while, right? It got us better profits. I guess we're not gonna go down the rabbit hole of whether that gives better outcomes or not, because we have conflicting opinions in that space. Welcome. You're late, so you have to sit up front. Um, so what can give us more profits and better outcomes? So I'm here today to talk to you guys about, could we actually do that? Could we make more profits and actually make people healthier? Because that's what clinical nutrition does. That's what programming does. That's what these things are gonna do. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that today. Here's what we're gonna cover. These are the things we have to do. We're gonna outline our three ways to introduce this. I'm gonna give you three protocols that I use and three different strategies. We're gonna recognize some chronic conditions determined by lifestyle habits. And we're gonna summarize these strategies for offering education through various communication channels. Did you guys know that humans now have the attention span less than a goldfish. Human beings, the guy on his cell phone, right? He's always checking his email, he's doing Twitter. <laughs> I forgot my ground rules. The human brain can't think about two things at once. So if you're on your phone, I'm cool with it. I love you to death, but you're not gonna learn as much. You might miss that one thing that you heard today that's gonna make the difference. So, if you have to go on the phone or you have to do some emails and your life is busy and the pharmacy whirlwind's catching you, I get it. Do it in the back, do it somewhere else because some of this is really important and it's really, really important to be focused and intention. The human consciousness now has the attention span less than a goldfish. It's about seven and a half seconds. And over the last 15, 20 years, it's gone from like 30 seconds to seven and a half. So as technology gets in front of us and we're looking at doing these things, it's grabbing our attention. We're here to grab your attention in different ways. This is what we're not gonna do today. I'm a dog lover, so that's why I gotta put this stuff up here. We're not gonna talk about specific brands. Don't put them in your questions. If you want to talk about that stuff after the fact, I'm totally available for you. How many CPA members in the room? How many RX to Wellness Accelerator people in the room? Sweet, we got some work to do. The ones that are in that program, tell your CPA people about it. And for those that aren't in CPA, come ask me, because we expand on all these things. Complicated protocols. I know most of you aren't certified in clinical nutrition, health coaching, 
functional medicine. That's probably the last time I'm going to say that word in this room today because it's a scary word for people, especially pharmacists, because it's like way over here. I got to do this thing called functional medicine. No, we're going to talk about things that we can do today. So anything that you cannot do now, meaning in your business on Monday, when you get back, we're not going to talk about anything outside of that space. Deal? Everybody good with that? And nothing outside of your scope of practice, by the way. Everything we're talking about is totally doable for pharmacists. Our scope of practice is pretty gray. It means we have a lot of wiggle room of what we can do and what we can say to our patients as it relates to their health and wellness and their healthcare. Because they take all sorts of drugs for all different things. We have to talk to them about all these things. So this might be you. This might have been me 10 years ago. Too much to do, too little time, right? Filling lots of prescriptions. Phones are running off the hook. Can anyone imagine what this day is looking like? We've all been in this day, right? There's 10 people in line, but there's also 10 in your queue. It's a never ending battle with people and getting them through. The internet went down, oh wait, the tech called in sick. And you're filling scripts and losing money. Doesn't that feel hard right here? I don't know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the demise of GLP-1s, but prescriptions, we're losing money. We can't even make a dollar on some things, we're losing money. So we're trying really hard, but I think we have continued to try hard and do the same things over and over. We're chasing cost of goods. We're complaining about DIR fees to the point where we're complaining about complaining about DIR fees. It doesn't mean they're not there. It doesn't mean they're bad, but we're stuck in this negative spiral. If you ever ask someone if they were vibrantly healthy, were they in a negative spiral? Wellness, you ask your patients, do you feel well? And they're stressed out, they're burned out, they're coming for all their anxiety medicines, sleep medicines, all the stuff that's gonna hopefully make them feel better. They don't feel well, because they're also probably stuck in one of these loops. It's overload, it's stress, it's burnout. We're all there, right? So let's flip that script and move ourselves into a different way. It all starts with awareness. My one word today was willingness. And I'll talk to you a little bit about what that is. But what if you heard calming music in the background? Does anybody play music in their pharmacy overhead? You know, there's frequency beats that you can play in the background that don't really mean anything that gets people's brain waves in a more calm, relaxed state. We could do that. I do that in my store. People are calling you saying, I haven't felt this good in years. How many calls have we had like that? You can make more money by filling less prescriptions. This is the flipping the scripts piece. How many of you would like to fill less volume and make more money? That is what we're looking for. That's what we're doing. The formula is here. And your patient experience, your experience to all of that, is your patients spend more money, they feel better, and they love you for it. I can't tell you guys, I already get chills right now, is like thinking about like talking to my patient about all the stuff we're gonna talk about, and they go, yes, heck yes, give it to me. And they throw down a card, they spend $250, and they love me running out the door on the way out because they've got hope, they've got something new, we're giving them some solutions to what they wanted. It wasn't I sold them. We're not gonna talk about selling anything today. We're gonna talk about offering 
you and your solutions to people. And if they say yes to your offer, it's never a sale. So we're going to talk about the four pillars, which we call RX to wellness, which is where I've shifted into considering and talking about this as the pharmacy 2.0. We all know drugs and medications are important. They're necessary for a lot of people. I would hope that we all would are in agreement now that that's not the only thing we need to do to stay viable in our businesses, but also impact the lives of our patients. We're going to go through these pillars. I'm going to take my phone out so I can make sure I'm on time. First one's diet and nutrition. A lot of what I'm going to say here, you're going to do. Yep, I know. Yep, I get it. Yep, I heard it. But really think about it in a deeper level, okay? Diet and nutrition, all this means is food is medicine. Write it down if you have to, put it in your mantra. If you guys can start thinking about the food people eat, that you eat, that your patients eat, that your family eats, look at all these beautiful colors. Each color represents a phytonutrient that affects someone's health. The other thing that you've always heard is you are what you eat, right? We've heard that a hundred thousand times, but these sayings go unnoticed because we've said them for millennia. But when you really think about it mechanistically, you put the food that you ate this morning or if you ate breakfast this morning in your body, right? Your body assimilated all of those things into little bitty things, right? I'm not going too technical today, into the cells in your body, the hormones you make, the neurochemicals that are in your body. This body, this being only gets built by the food and the things you put into it. So food literally is what you are, but sometimes food is also poison and your body will make, let's call it plastic parts or low octane fuel. How many people own a Ferrari and put the crappiest fuel in it? They would never do it. So I always tell people, if you owned a million dollar racehorse, you'd probably feed it pretty good because you want it to run pretty good. You want it to make you money. You feel exhilarated when you win the Kentucky Derby or whatever those things are, right? And you'd give it the great lifestyle. You'd brush it. You would bathe it. You'd have a commune of other horses and make it happy. You'd do whatever it was, right? You'd do whatever it would if you invested a million bucks in a racehorse. Well, your body is a million dollar racehorse. It's the only one you got. Invest in it. Invest in it. Just and have your conversations with your patients like that. Use analogies that can allow them to understand it on a different level. So teaching them diet and lifestyle is really important. My number one wellness program that I use in my, I won't say it, FXMAD online virtual wellness center, 80% of it's right here. We teach the body to heal itself and reverse chronic diseases like diabetes with food itself in the right way, in the right manner. So you can do that. So I'm challenging you to not just mention eat right, show them some things, do it yourself, feel it yourself. It takes about four to six weeks for biochemistry to take over. So you're not gonna feel like amazing after you eat one green smoothie tomorrow because you felt like you didn't wanna eat the other stuff but give it time. Time's on your side here. Pillar two in moving our patients from just prescriptions to wellness is lifestyle. And this is where we're gonna get into one of those three things you need to learn today. I believe that almost all chronic conditions 
that we're treating for our patients, almost all of them can be contributed in a major way, if not all the way, to a lifestyle problem. We talked about food and nutrition, right? That's a lifestyle. What you put in your mouth, what you breathe. So there's five personal lifestyle modifiers when they teach you in health coaching is diet and nutrition, exercise and movement. They're different. Exercise is like exercise, right? You go to the gym, but movement is something that's important. I'm moving on this stage. We're in our seats more, right? We're in our Zoom rooms more. We're doing things more at our desk if we're more of the work on it versus in it owners. We're not as movement. I always say to my patients and my clients, sitting is the new smoking. And if you don't believe me, look it up. We sit way more than we ever have, and it's destroying us. Fact, they do studies that smoking a pack of cigarettes a day is better than being stagnant. So I tell people, if you can't get up and move, just smoke cigarettes. And they kind of laugh at me. And I'm like, I'm just kidding. But that makes the point. Set a timer on your phone. Tell your patients to set a timer on your phone to just get up every, every hour and just move. It doesn't take a lot of work. It just takes a little bit of awareness. So we got diet lifestyle. We got exercise and movement. We have sleep. Sleep is a huge lifestyle problem. We're not sleeping enough. Has anyone ever said the thing, I'll sleep when I'm dead? I've said it before. Oh, it's getting louder. <laughs> but did you know the number one longevity tool in health is sleep? If you nail sleep and you teach people how to sleep with sleep habits, you can track it. I got an aura ring. You got Fitbits. We have a lot of health trackers. You can tack three to five years on someone's life by just sleep alone. Nothing else. But we can teach them that. Here's the kicker for pharmacists. Anybody fill sedative, hypnotic, zolpidem come to play? Do we fill it on our sink every month? No shame. I'm sure there's some in my pharmacy too. We put it in the sink. They get ambient. I can't sleep without blank. Did you know that these medications have a 30% increase in mortality rates with your patients? So when you think the perception is I sleep, I get my sleep, I'm going to feel better. So if you got the Zolpidem or the sedative hypnotic patients, don't count that as quality sleep. It suppresses REM, it suppresses restorative sleep. I don't know, it gives retrograde amnesia. I've had patients eat tubs of ice cream on the floor and not. Come on, we've all had the story of those drugs, right? Well, we can teach them to sleep but are they getting off their screens two hours before bed? Are they turning off all those LED lights that are in our house? That's blue light. That's just like high noon to our brains. Can we put red lights in the room? Can we use candle lights for a while? It's fun. Bring it to your kids. Say, hey, after dark, we're only doing candles for a week. Seeing how we sleep different. Are we shutting down that brain, that beautiful brain of ours? It's time for us to get regenerative sleep. So huge thing. The other one is stress. Everybody's affected by that word, right? It's the root cause of 80% of chronic conditions, that word. But generally, and that's about 80-something percent of the people that go to the doctor for chronic medication are coming in for that one word. They're stressed. They're burned out. You know who they are. Might be you. We're all stressed in our jobs. Pharmacy is a crazy stressy job. But only 4% of those people actually seek out assistance in managing that. 
Because we go to the pill for the ill, right? I need the anxiety medicine. I need the antidepressant. I need some, something on the outside of me to fix me. But if you work on their stress, I can teach you guys simple techniques, heart-focused breathing. We use heart math in our pharmacy. We train the meditation. Any good meditators in here? Anyone meditate? There's a whole lot of stuff going on with meditation. You're going to start seeing the studies come out, peer-reviewed studies to show that meditation in a certain way can actually fix and move 60, 60 chronic conditions to the better. No drug can do that. No pharma is going to be able to come up with that one. So be on the lookout for these things, but do them yourself. Most people think I can't be quiet for a certain period of time. My brain is just moving. Therefore, I'm failing at meditation because I'm sure a lot of you have probably tried and gone, I can't meditate. Well, I'm going to give you a surprise re revelation here. Everybody has that kind of monkey brain. It's when you notice that your brain is in that space and you bring it back, that that's a win for you in your subconscious space. So don't think that you're losing when you're noticing your mind is wandering. Come back to focus. And the last one's relationships. Those five modifiable lifestyle factors are all about basically how blue zones work. Anybody familiar with blue zones like Okinawa, Japan? That's where the highest instances of people that live past 100 are. There's five or it's like seven blue zones in the world. They've studied all of them. They're all a little bit different. But when they nail those five personal lifestyle modifiers, they're living to 100 vibrantly more often than not. None of them talked about medication. So it's a huge one. And I know you're all thinking like, well, I don't know what to do or how to monetize or quantify that. Lifestyle is the best solution for your patients when you have that belief that they won't pay. You can show them things that are low or no cost that will help their condition. You teach them how to breathe right, they'll lower their blood pressure by 10 points, guaranteed. But we're breathing up here because we're in stress all the time, right? That's not good for us. Great book. Breath by James Nestor. If you haven't read it, pick it up. It'll change the way you breathe. We're going to talk a lot about supplements today. This is a pillar. These four pillars are my pillars for pharmacy. So we've talked about diet and lifestyle. And now supplements. Supplements are easy for us to kind of grab as pharmacists because just think of them as like green drugs. There's a mechanism of action. There's a dosage form. There's absorbability components to it. There's quality control. There's outcomes based. There's sort of a package insert for each one of these guys. That's the clinical side. So why we're calling it clinical nutrition in this talk today. You're wired and fired to learn about this. Are you not? We learned about all these drugs and mechanisms in school. I'm glad to say that the supplement world is just the same. So when you tag along with these professional grade supplement companies, it's professional because they put the science into it. The word supplement means to supplement what you can't get out of your diet, which I would argue almost everybody, especially in the standard American diet, isn't getting the right nutrients. So we're supplementing with what they can't get. That's the power of a multivitamin, high quality multivitamin omega-3s, those types of things, because we're not getting them out of our diet. But clinical nutrition is based on outcomes. So there's studies. They're just not pharma studies, but they're studies. You just have to look at it in different ways. Natural medicines databases. And there's a couple of resources I'm happy to show you guys, but you can find them. Any of the 
patient information sheets that you can download for free to any of these nutraceutical companies. There'll be plenty out there. Grab it, look at the last page. The last page is gonna reference all the clinical data you need to read about and get people moving. Because it's your job to be only a few steps ahead of them. You don't have to be a certified clinical nutritionist, a certified nutrition specialist, CCN, CNS, to talk to your patients about the clinical benefits, but more importantly, the problems that you can solve for them with clinical nutrition. You just have to get started. But you're totally wired for this. I've been speaking on this one subject for over a decade. Nobody's taking this on in the healthcare space as the go-to guru for clinical nutrition. Where do people go to get their advice about supplements as it relates to scientific, science-based backed stuff? Anyone have any ideas? Don't be shy. You can talk. I'm going to pick on the front row. You, you guys over here. Where do they go? Where do your patients go for supplement recommendations? Google. Google. Ooh, doc, Dr. Google. GNC. Vitamin shop. Who works in vitamin shop in GNC? A teenager <laughs> who's barely got into life, let alone health, is recommending stuff confidently, by the way, if you don't want to take this on, because it does take gas, you got to put the gas on the pedal on this one in your pharmacy, because as soon as you take the gas off, it's just not going to have the energy. Where you put your focus is where you put your energy. The, one of the number one things I did was I poached somebody from one of those stores so they could be my out front advocate. How many people have cashiers in their pharmacy? You can raise your hands. I call them wellness advocates because a cashier doesn't really have a sexy title to it, does it? So empower your front store to learn about this stuff too. Just like your technicians talk about drugs a little bit with your advice and with your recognition and you're overseeing them. Well, do the same. Poach a vitamin shop or a GNC kid. Did you know that vitamin shops and GNCs and those supplement worlds, each location, their sales goals are a million dollars a year. So I always have the what if. What if they could do it, we could do it. But I have a better way to do it is you don't have to sell 3,000 SKUs anymore in your front of your store. You can get a four-foot section moving and 80% of all your supplement sales will be in that four-foot section and you'll get a lot of momentum. My Dilworth brand private label stuff is 60% of my total front store and I could stick it in 15 SKUs. So you do those things repeatedly and you're gonna be able to do it well. There's a point of care thing going on this morning. We're used to this one really much as well. So the first two, not so much. Second two, we're getting used to these things. We can sell supplements, we can do labs, but what labs can we do that the doctor isn't doing that you can do with a finger stick, maybe spit in a tube or pee in a cup, so nothing with phlebotomy, that could be contributory to their wellness. And we'll talk a little bit about those in the protocols today. Because they're simple, they're easy, they're lucrative, or they're more lucrative than some prescriptions these days, and it can be fun. Those four words are my sort of version of self-care, S-E-L-F, self-care and pharmacy. Say it, simple, easy, lucrative, and fun. Does that sound like a cool place to work? That's what we strive for. So I'm going to give you three protocols, three clinical nutrition things. When we talk about clinical nutrition, we're talking about supplements and diet. I don't know. These things were supposed to go in sequence. So I'll just be going this way. 
So foundational health is going to be your background. It's going to be your fallback for everybody. Because when in doubt, somebody could always use some foundational health. And we can package these in a wellness-based program that could be app-based, that you could institute really quickly in your pharmacy. This is what we teach in our accelerator programs, is think about diet nutrition. I just think clean eating. Clean up the diet. We don't need the chemicals. We don't need the additives. We don't need the artificial sweeteners. We don't need the things that make it not expire. My good friend and colleague, Bobby Barbary in Raleigh, he's a certified clinical nutritionist. He's a guru in this space. His whole pharmacy is just wellness in the front. He has this thing in his pharmacy that has a McDonald's Happy Meal. You guys know where I'm going with this, maybe. It's in like a glass case and he's got a sign on it that says, guess how old this is. And it's a happy meal. It's like the hamburger and the wrapper with the fries and the chicken nuggets. I think they're chicken still. Guess how old it is. It's still the same. No mold has ever gotten on it. It hasn't decayed. Because generally when the food is like normal, it comes out of the ground. Science will take over, right? Mold will come. It's in your fridge, right? The mushrooms will come and eat them up. Science, life takes over and decays it. Well, not so much for McDonald's Happy Meals. How old do you think... Give me some guesses. 25. 15 years old. It doesn't look exactly the same, but it's, he said, he even said somebody one day pulled open the thing and like try to go and eat it. Like he's like, no, don't do that. So clean eating means the food will decay. <laughs> okay. The daily dozen, the dirty 13 or 12 with the environmental working group. We can get people whole-based, lean proteins, plant-based. Plant-based doesn't mean vegetarian, vegan. It means we're going to put plant forward. Food is medicine, comes from plants, comes from fruits. If we just worked on our people there, you could put that in your sink calls. How's your diet doing? We talked about it last month. I want to challenge you this month to do blank. Lifestyle. This is where we start tracking lifestyle measures. We can track sleep with Fitbits, with our iPhones, with this little thing called an Aura Ring or a Whoop Band. If they already have them, track them. Or if not, sell them. You can do waist circumference. We do body composition analysis, a big fancy scale in our store, but you could just do weight circumference and how much water are they drinking? These are simple. We said simple. Sometimes they're not easy. Take your weight in pounds, cut it in half, and that's how many ounces of water you should be drinking every day. Alcohol doesn't count, sorry. And I generally don't count caffeine products. So just doing these simple things and saying, just wait, what happens? Talk to me next month and see how you're feeling. Do a five, do a water challenge with your staff, a five-day challenge. I want everybody to hit their water goals and track it because the buy-in is you first, do you first is a principle that I've been teaching in our wellness programs in pharmacy. Do you first. Do your staff next. Invite them to the party. Get them in your huddles. Talk to them about it. What are the challenges you're having? What are the things that are actually being better? Imagine how nutrition goes over it. Most people have the fundamental belief that the body does want to do what it's supposed to do, right? So let's give it the tools it needs. Pillar three supplements. These are the five supplements everybody needs with little exception. Is anyone familiar with the Pareto principle 80-20 rule? So when I say everybody, if I can nail it 80% of the time, because most people go, well, what about this? And what about this? I say, nope, 80% of the time or more, 
If I say everybody needs these things, that's is your fallback. If you don't know anything, just say, do you have a good quality multivite, omega-3, probiotic, magnesium, and vitamin D? Now you need to know the right brands for those, the right quality sources, like magnesium, glycinate, vitamin D3, we use liposomal, it's more absorbable, a high quality multi-strain probiotic, omega-3 that's distilled, filtered. We don't eat fish three times a day. It's an essential, means you need to get it out of your diet, fatty acid. So if you don't eat it, you have to swallow it with a pill. There's algae-based ones for the vegans, right? There's so many different ways you can do this. But if you got them on the five, you talk to them about those lifestyle modifiers and what they're actually doing, nutrition, and then last one is labs. You can do an omega-3 index with a finger stick. There's a company that does that and sells it to pharmacies. Vitamin D, B12, body composition, blood pressure, blood sugar, A1C, total cholesterol, thyroids, maybe in the one that you guys can't do yet today, but everything else you can do tomorrow. You can do in your store. Now just take all of that, package it up and say, I have a wellness program and you're done. It's really that simple. Start by starting. So this is foundational health. These are the things you can do. And it seems simple, but I guarantee you they're not doing it. And if you're the one that asks them and charges them and challenges them to do that, especially if you're already tracking them with sync, you're already tracking them somewhere. Let's track them with their health. If you're the one that introduces to that to them, even if they don't follow you from the beginning, they're going to remember that conversation at some point. And they're, you're going to be the guide in their healthcare journey. And you're not going to get everybody for everyone, but you're going to get some. And that's the important part. Cardiometabolic health, I would think my opinion on this, I think this is the new pandemic. If we don't solve cardiometabolic health, the title sponsor here is Diabetic Care, is it not? I saw that on the way here this morning. So what if we can put more of that outcomes in our patients and maybe some of the profits coming from us by doing this stuff? Type 2 diabetes is entirely reversible. I've done it. I've seen it. I work with practitioners in my mentorship group. So I've seen this thousands of times over. So you can't convince me that it's not possible. But are they doing all of these? So diet and nutrition, get them on a cardiometabolic food plan. It's like Mediterranean diet, good fats, it's anti-inflammatory, it's plant-based, it's whole foods, it's high fiber. How many people here, give me the honest answer, the raise the hand, are asking you about GLP-1 agonist for weight loss? How many of you went, geez Louise, those things are expensive. They barely work. I'm not quoting the statistics, but they're close. And if everyone has better statistics, let me know. But it takes about six months to lose about 10% body weight. You have a lot of side effects. You lose muscle mass, which is not good. And what happens when you stop it? The weight goes back on. And I just Googled this last month because I was in a conference talking about peptides in general. And they were talking about this. And I was like, I clicked these together. And their people are going for weight loss. And they're willing, the average person willing to spend out of pocket for these guys, $804 for something that's very minimal, doesn't really work because they're looking for something that they can do on their outside world that will fix them of their problem. 
What we're talking about here is going inside and doing it themselves, which is the hardest part. But if you really ask them, hey, is 10 times less expensive than that drug will cost you in a year? It's more effective, you get better and quicker results and they're sustainable. Would you like to try that first? So I would say, grab all those patients and have a solution for them that they could do diet, lifestyle supplements and labs with you and you could get them from a drug that doesn't cost you money. Can I get the insurance to pay for it? Like all that stuff, circumvent it all and you can get better outcomes, guaranteed. So supplements, you can continue the top five, alpha lipoic acid, berberine, carnosine, taurine. These are good for the cardiovascular space. Alpha lipoic, berberine are great for blood sugar because you're talking about the trifecta here, cardiometabolic, so it's cardiovascular, it's blood sugar dysregulation and it's cholesterol issues and they're overweight. So that's the trifecta of metabolic syndrome or prediabetes. Let's use that fear that your patients have of going to the needle, the insulin needle, right? They're fearful of that. Move them in the direction if, if they're motivated. Chromium's great for that, inositol, cinnamon. Bitter melon has been shown in studies to improve A1C. So I'm not talking like this stuff is just, oh, stuff I put in my mouth and it's okay. It's like clinical. You can do fasting insulins. You can do blood sugars, A1Cs, cholesterol, CRP, huge marker for inflammation. If it's high, you better be working on your patient's stress. Omega-3 index can help with blood sugar regulation. Omega-3 is why it's in the top three of everything everybody needs because we don't get it and it's super important. Because inflammation, the inflammatory cascade in the gut health affects diabetes and blood sugar dysregulation. And then just body composition. So that's the second protocol we have. All this is available to you. We're gonna zip through this, whoop, because we got about five more minutes. Brain health. How many people are coming into you with foggy brain, Adderall, Adderall shortage, not paid for insurance, they're gonna pay for it out of pocket. Um, Get them on a Mediterranean or low glycemic index diet. You can look this stuff up, chat GPT, AI. Please start playing with it. Just for your personal reference, ask chat GPT. We're all familiar with it, right? We've heard of that word right now, AI. Chat GPT is free. You go on and say, hey, give me the Mediterranean diet in one page that I can tell my patients in a pharmacy. Like you can ask it all these questions, it'll give it to you. So if you wanna do a sheet, you can do it right away. It'll give you all that. So you can have a sheet to your patients. What are the lifestyle habits that are affecting brain health? ChatGBT, it will tell you. Do meditation, exercise and movement, hydration, stress management, sleep, waste. If you guys don't know this stuff or you don't wanna do it, you all pay rent to yourselves or you pay rent to someone else in your pharmacies 24 seven, yes? But you don't use it that long. We shortened our days in COVID, we close at six now. So before we open and after we close, you can bring people in from your community that can do breath work or meditation. You're already marketing for them because you're bringing them new patients, but you're giving your patients a service and you might charge a few dollars for that. Group classes, omega-3s, omega-3s, omega-3, super important. First thing I would do with anyone on the Adderall, I can't take my Adderall, it's out of shortage, whatever. Get them on omega-3s, test for them if they don't believe you. Nootropics, just a fancy word to say it's good for your brain. There's so many out there. I love that rabbit hole. Green coffee fruit, there's so many things. The adaptogens like ashwagandha, 
All these are available to the professional grade supplement companies in the stress category, in the brain fog category. Really got to work on your patient's blood sugar regulation for brain health. Alzheimer's is on a rise. We all know that. It's also being tagged as type 3 diabetes because there's a lot of links to blood sugar issues. CRP, cognitive screening, um, all these things we can do in our pharmacy. We're going to breeze through this, but I wanted to make it important. Which one of these do you think is the most important as it relates to healthcare outcomes? Which one do you think? Remember, like this dude's talking about clinical nutrition. It's probably somewhere in the D thing. Socioeconomic, the social determinants of health is about 30, 35%. We know this, right? You don't come from a good background. You're taught bad habits. But health behaviors is 35%. The medical care bucket that we all work in is 10% of someone's determination of their health and lifespan. So what if we stayed up there? We can even play with genetics if we want now. But medical care, 10%, and you're working on their behaviors, how they act, you've just made a huge difference. This is irrefutable evidence. We've done too many studies on this stuff, on human behavior. We are sitting in the 10% bucket, thinking we're gonna make a big difference in their health. We're making them less sick, is what we're doing. Let's move on that health behavior piece. This is just a slide, as you guys will have the downloads. This is the social determinants part. This just gives the awareness that I think we all need with diversity and as we talk about all this stuff is what I don't like about this slide, it's the part that we're recognizing there's an issue, but we're not solving much. We know that people that come from limited income and food deserts don't do well. And this is the same reason food is medicine. So let's get them better access to that stuff if we can. Partner with things in that relationship. This is more resources on what these people can do and where they're at. I really didn't like this one is like provides nutritionally based lunch to qualified children in school day. Who knows about a school that has nutritious lunch, by the way? So two minutes and then we're going to have some questions. We're about 10 minutes out for more questions if you guys have them. But I want to talk a little bit about this. Let's talk about your personality, because what we're talking about with lifestyle, diet, nutrition and labs and supplements we're trying to change behaviors, are we not? Because we have to think about what's the step that it's going to take for them to do that stuff. Because it all makes sense, right? Up here. But your personality creates your personal reality. And your personality is made up of how you think, how you act, and how you feel. So the person sitting here today called you, this personality, has created the personal reality currently called your life. If you want your life to change, you're going to have to change your personal reality, which means you're going to have to change your personality. And most people that try to change their life do so as the same personality. It just doesn't work. You literally have to become someone else in order to change. So getting them to think differently will get them to make different choices. When they make different choices, they create new behaviors. When they create new behaviors, they create new experiences. And those new experiences create new feelings and emotions because the end product of an experience is an emotion. And those emotions then create those same new feelings. So that feedback loop is what we're talking about with change. So same life, same personal reality. If your patients are expecting that drug or something on the outside to fix them, it's not gonna work inherently. We have to move them in that other direction. 
and just starts with awareness. Everybody says, my patients won't pay for that. I'm still looking for that person called my patients. We don't need to group them into the my patients world. That's the story in our head. You'll never get a sale or an offer if you don't say it. And there's no shame in them saying no, but we're not saying it enough. Because I would challenge you, if you're doing all those prescriptions, why can't we get all your patients on your nutritional products? If they're not necessary and you believe it. If you were legally liable, right, to talk to them about the side effects of medications, well, the side effect of medication is a nutrient depletion. Let's be legally obligated to talk to them about that and move them forward. New life, new personal reality. So which one do you want, right? Which one are we gonna go back on Monday thinking, well, I'm gonna do the same old stuff, same old things, or I'm gonna go, all right, new world, new information, new awareness. We're gonna start by starting and move that needle forward. That's what we want our pharmacies to look like at the end of the day, right? Thank you, appreciate y'all. Think of your scripts as a trigger to wellness. Whatever that's a beyond the pill strategy, whatever that script is, is the trigger for what their pain point is, what they're trying to fix, what the chronic condition or issue they have. I guarantee you can find diet, lifestyle, supplements, or labs on every single one of those. So use that as your new trigger. You have pharmacy software systems that can actually put in these things for you. So once you do it once, that QR code can come up, you can print the sheet, you can get it on the RX label. There's so many ways we can leverage technology now to just move the awareness needle. And if you get 10% of your people to say yes to your programs that you create or the supplements that you have, you're moving in a good direction because you're not gonna get everybody. This is why it's a standard American diet, it's standard, but we're gonna move forward. The goal here is for you all, all of us to move forward as a tribe and move forward in our direction of dispensing is part of what we do. You're more than welcome to steal this tagline. When your patients come to your pharmacy, you want them to be in the wellness destination. That's what the goal is, not a sick care destination. Go from, hey, most pharmacies end with the prescription. We start here and that will open their eyes. Would you be interested in some things that you could do beyond this thing that could affect your life in a better way? If they say yes to, would you be interested? You've opened the door to the conversation. If they say no, cause they're just lick stick poor, give me the sink, I'm out of here people. Love them with kindness. Keep your open heart up, say, okay, next time. Cause most no's are not yet. Cause most people actually wanna feel better and they don't wanna take a drug every day of their life and have the perception of being healthy from that. Does anybody have any questions? Yes, sir. We get a lot of points on cancer and supplements. And it's been very difficult on this card. So good information she had about cancer. As should I take them if I have cancer or is it gonna help me with my cancer? Well, they come into a pharmacy knowing the word how, but they have more detailed questions about what type of supplements, we come, we come from New Jersey, so mm -hmm. it's really, I think it's something to New York because it was special nutritional storage for cancer patients. Sure. Great question. One dear to my heart, I'm a cancer survivor, so I'm going to help anybody ask that question. Do me a favor, email me, and I will send you my protocol for cancer, but I will give you some ideas right now. If they're on chemotherapy, their gut is freaking wrecked. You need to replenish the gut. Chemotherapy kills all short-lived cells. That's why their hair falls out. That's why their gut lining goes away. That's why their skin gets all frail. Chemotherapy is like 
an atom bomb for your body. It kills every short living cell in your body. That's what cancer is. It's immature cells. So you're trying to combat their treatment protocol. That's number one. What can we be doing to helping those patients with what they can do? You can tag in with an integrative oncologist in your area. A lot of the times what you're going to get the friction, because I heard there's a little friction, the providers I went through this at 16, I had leukemia. The doctors say, don't take any supplements. Well, prove the science to your patient, let them make the informed, confident decision, especially with cancer. If they're only going with what the oncologist says and they're not actually empowering their own health, you can cure cancer with food. There's hospitals in Mexico that do that. Now, do everyone get cured? No, because this thing, our mind, has a big part of treatment. There's a placebo effect. Are we taught in pharmacy school to just wash it off? Like nothing happened, right? The placebo, double blind placebo controlled study says placebos are idiopathic. We don't know what happens. I nurture the placebo effect with my patients. If 30% of people get better off nothing, that's the healthcare I wanna be in. It's the mind, it's something here. If you follow Dispenza's work and all this stuff, like this is where we're going with healthcare. So I hope that helps you work on their gut, get them some glutamine, get them some things that are gonna replenish the stuff that's dying quickly. And then look at some of the science, like omega-3 fatty acids, those types of things. It's biochemistry, it's not supplements like I'm farming you. The integrative oncologist will be more on your side than the other oncologist because a lot of times when you're fighting, and there's a great part of oncology, we're fighting to keep them alive at all costs. But what are we doing in that process? if we keep them alive. So the best thing you could do is stress plant-based diet. Get rid of the crap, clean up your food and make them empower themselves. That's the type of person I want saying, what can I do? Not what they can do to help me. Anybody else? Thank you for your presentation today. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Pills podcast. You can find Josh on LinkedIn and Facebook at Josh Rimini and on TikTok at Beyond the Pills. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we'd be forever grateful if you left a review wherever you get your podcasts. If you know somebody who wants to go beyond the pills, send them this episode. If you've got any specific questions or ideas for future episodes, reach out to Josh and send him a message. Thanks again for being a part of the Beyond the Pills community. We'll see you next time.